The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Hello, yes, and welcome to the RPG Years podcast, your one-stop shop for all things RPG news, and if you ever need a saga, I've got you a saga. Yes, that's right, my lovelies. Welcome back to Bill is the worst host ever, but he's trying his best <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I'm here doing my best to do things all related to you. You know, I've been hard at work this week, working, <laughs> not doing much podcasting, but uh, I've been trying my best to keep up on certain things. I have, uh, again, I'm going to be doing segment one today of the RPG Club for Breath of Fire Free. I'm going to be catching up, okay? We are going to catch up on these. Uh, but I think the first thing really to announce is the fact that I am going to be changing my release schedule. I've kind of come to the conclusion that the only day that's ever really going to work out well for me is going to be Sundays. Okay, I need my week so that I can put the podcast together and record it and edit it and then I'll put it out on Sunday uh, probably morning, uh, depends how I get on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to start switching up the podcast to be a Sunday release. So we'll get things like, you know, a segment for the Super, Swi- um, Super Switch Club. Sorry, I've just recorded something for the Super Switch Club. So that's in my head. Just a very short little uh, uh, thing for the next Genesis uh, game that we're going to be playing. Uh, just to put a throw out there. You know, you, you hear it. You all listen to these things anyway, don't you? I know you do. I know you listen to everything that we've got involved with here at the Probably Work Network. If you haven't, Check out the Super Switch Club. It's something that I started, and um, <laughs> it was a lot of work, so Eric took it over. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Uh, sorry, it is a lot of work. Eric did take it over, but as a as an apology, I sent him a copy of Tears of the Kingdom to play, because I knew he was desperate to play it. So, love you, Eric. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, so, so, so I'm going to do about uh, Sunday schedule. But yeah, I'm going to start releasing things on Sundays. Now, let's talk about the real big news, okay? Um, so, yeah, like I said, I've got to... Today's going to be Breath of Fire 3. Uh, next week will be an episode with Skelly. Uh, I've got an episode planned in... Uh, that's for Shining in the Darkness, by the way. So if you have got Shining in the Darkness reviews that you want to get to us, please get them over to me ASAP. Uh, and then the week after that is going to be, again, the 
I keep saying Super Switch Club. It's stuck in my head now. It's going to be the RPG Club. Too many clubs, people. Too many clubs. But yes, we'll do the RPG Club segment two, and then we're going to catch up after that. You know, I've got uh, the Chrono Cross episode planned with Scott as well, so we'll be recording that soon. So again, Chrono Cross reviews. Get those in ASAP. And we've got lots of podcasting content coming down the pipe. So don't you worry, everybody. Don't you worry. So let's get on with a few show updates first. Yes, I have been playing uh, Breath of Fire 3. I should be finishing Segment 2 shortly. And again, we're going to be talking about Segment 1 today. I am enjoying the game. It's a little slow, but you know, that's what four times speed is for. Uh, I've kind of messed up as well now that I realise what masters are. I didn't get any masters at the very start of the game. So I've missed up on some like crucial HP boosts that I could have got and it's going to be until probably segment three when I can actually start getting those back in place so I'm already already <laughs> messed this up badly oh I don't think it'll be badly uh but yeah I'll see how that gets on anyway who needs a saga I need a saga what's the saga yes I have been playing and I can't part of the part of the problem here is I know I should be playing Breath of Fire free, but I can't stop thinking about the seventh saga. The game is so much fun. This is probably the most fun like list game, like actual list game, you know, when when we're not bumping games into the list that I've played in ages. And I'm just I'm just so chuffed with it. It just, um, yeah, it just plays really nicely. The combat is really cool uh, and engaging as well. There's a thing, right? If you defend, it ups your attack for the next hit. And it makes more sense to defend, you know, take a bit of a take a whack and then hit the enemy for twice as much damage afterwards. And I it's a, I went I it sounds strange because you think oh but you're just going to be taking more damage overall, but you don't. You really don't. You really kill things a lot quicker by defending first and then going for an attack. There's some sort of like weird attack bonus that you get for defending, and it works so, so well. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't suggest to anyone enough that they should go down that route and do that. It's really, really good. But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I've picked up my second character. I was going to go... So I've uh, picked Wilmy, who's like this weird fire alien. That's, that's all I can say about it. He's got horns coming out of his arms. And I was kind of like, oh... I'm not sure about him, but I thought I'd give him a go. And yeah, he's awesome. I really, really like him. And also, bonus time, he doesn't have any equipment. So he's not costing me a fortune every time I get to town. I only have to worry about healing items. And then I was going to get Vaslu, I think it was, as my secondary character. But when I got to the first town, I think the game does it randomly. Like, which heroes are going to be in which town? And then there's like this weird sort of relationship mechanic going on in the background where some of them hate your guts and they might just fight you off the bat and other ones you can like encourage into a fight and then some of them just will be placid and some of them will want to join you and if they're not doing what you want first time all you have to go out earn 500 experience and come back but yeah Vasily wasn't there I was like I really want a side character just to sort of bump me up I'd gone off and done the cave thing oh Okay, I'll come back to that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll finish off my thing. So, but Asuna was there, and she's just as good as a mage. Apparently, she's even better, actually. But um, I thought, oh, Asuna's here, and she seems to like me. So I went out, did a couple of ground a few battles, came back, and she joined my party. So I've now got Asuna, and again, all of her equipment was above with the stuff I could buy in town. So I was like, oh, bonus, I still don't have to buy shit. So, you know, I'm rolling around in money. Uh, so that's another cool thing about this game, right? If you die... You lose half your cash, right? Monsters take it off you. They they pick, they open your wallet, they take out your cash, they count it out, put half back in, put it back in your pocket. Um, 
but what you can do is when you're in town, you go through, you know, you buy all your equipment, you buy all your potions and stuff, and then buy jewels. You buy topaz jewels, opal jewels, all these sort of things. They all cost different amount of money, but you can sell them back for the same price. And the monsters won't take those. So it's kind of like a way of banking your cash. Re- really good idea. <laughs> Makes the game really intriguing. It's just like, okay, well, I've got 500 quid left. I buy a topaz. Uh, so uh, And cheeky monsters can't nick it off me. And if you go out and do a bit of grinding, you don't lose so much cash if you die. All right? Now, anyway, what I was going to say was, before I picked up Asuna, I went and done the uh, the castle thing, where there was like some sort of ghost haunting the castle and stopping you from progressing. Brilliant. Absolutely loved it, right? I got all the way through this castle, no problems with the random encounters. Fucking guy one-shot me. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, is this, is this one of the bosses they've been talking about? And so I woke up in town. I was like, okay, I'm going to sort of have a walk around, see what I can find. I found like a protection seed hidden in the bush. Loads of hidden items on this thing. Really, really worth searching around. And then I spoke to this guy. He was like, oh, you you having problems with that ghost? Go speak to my missus inside or my grandmother, whoever it was. So I was just like, oh, okay. And um, went inside, spoke to this woman and she gave me this story behind it all about how there was this wandering man and his dog and he went to the castle and the king was really mean to him and ended up killing the man. And then the dog was really upset and cried and cried and cried and wouldn't eat. And then the dog died. And now the spirit that killed me is the dog of the man who was in the castle. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Uh, Thanks for giving the backstory. And she goes, we found this whistle before we buried the guy. (laughs) It's the dog whistle that belonged to the dog. So take this and maybe give it to him and see if it helps. I was thinking, oh, great. Maybe this is like the mechanic, you know. I could possibly grind myself up to beat this thing normally. Or I can use the dog whistle and maybe it's going to like half its defense and its attack or something. You know, make it more a reasonable fight. Nah, got all the way back there, you know. And I I took my time going around the castle the second time. Finding out, finding all the items that were there. And, you know, just getting my, my, getting my levels up a little bit. Thinking, because he one-shot me, like... I'm not an idiot. He the guy one shot me. Like I'm trying. I, even if I go back there and half his HP and like or whatever this dog whistle thing's gonna do, he still one shot me. So I, I I was taking my time around the castle, grinding up a few levels, and then when I finally got there, the fight started. I used the dog whistle, and it one shot the boss, and he died. <laughs> I got done of XP for it. I was just like, oh, this game's awesome. <laughs> I fucking love this game. This is such a cool thing. He killed me. Now I've killed him <laughs> in one shot. <coughs> great, great fun. Can't recommend Seventh Saga enough. I think so far, um, I think we've got five people who have managed to get to the first room. So, yep, just to mention, we are playing Seventh Saga for charity, and we're calling it the $700 Saga, okay? So for every person who can get the first rune in the game, which I haven't got to yet, I'm about two hours in, and everyone who can get to the first rune of the game will earn £10 for charity. Everyone who finishes the game will earn £70 for charity up to a cap of 700 because we're not made of money, okay? <laughs> but we're going to try and raise 700 for uh, the Motor Neuron Disease Association because Material Lockdown was a bust this year because of Twitter changing its API bots. Um, so, yeah, if you want to join in, I have also created a... I've created a fundraising page. If you want to, me and Frost, we're donating money to make that $700, okay? That doesn't, you don't have to pay that. But if you want to come join the Discord and join in and try and help me, try and make me and Frost pay $700 towards charity just by playing the Seventh Saga, 
please do so. There'll be a link in the show notes to the Discord. And if you wanted to donate on top of the $700, I have made a page with the Motor Neurons Association and link for that will be in the show notes below as well. And that will all be credited towards this event <laughs> thing as it goes. Anyway, let's move on. So again, I have not managed to put together my show notes uh, or pro or whatever schedule for the Sky or Skies of Acadia P- VIP Lounge Club game, but that will be coming by the end of the month, as I promised. I promise, I promise, I promise. Uh, and you know, I always follow through with my promises, people. <laughs> kind of. Um, but you know, on a plus note, what I have done is I managed to borrow. Yes, borrow a PlayStation 5 off of my sister. Uh, my sister, by the way, she runs like a, a gaming bus company, which is like this big bus thing kitted out with games consoles and TVs and switches and v, VR headsets and stuff. Really, really cool. She's got about four or five buses on the go now. Uh, and yeah, so I was like, oh, Laura, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 is coming out soon. I, I need a PS5 to play it on. I was like, got any spares? She's like, yeah, I've got a spare for your brother. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, so I've managed to borrow a PS5 and I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy 16. Oh, I'm sure that won't cause any delays to the podcast. I'm sure it won't. <laughs> but I'm really excited about it. Um, other than that, let's get into some news. Quickly. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. So there's been some talk of a Live Alive 2 talk that has been heating up out there in the wild which I think would be quite cool and that came about with a during a brief Q&A with uh, producer Takashi Takori where he answered various questions and yeah there was just rumours of Live Alive 2 so it must have sold well enough for that to happen uh, you may have noticed during the PlayStation showcase that they've announced this weird little handheld thing now this thing's got a fair chunk of power behind it but essentially it's just doing remote play it's just like uh, I feel like Sony haven't learned, you know, you could do remote play on the PSP and you could do remote play on the Vita. And it was kind of like, it was cool. It's the kind of thing you set up, you did it once or twice and then that was it. You just kind of forgot about it. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm pleased they're doubling down on it and they probably might. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it, look, it looks pretty cool, but yeah. If you could run just a couple of native games on it, that would be really cool. But if it's just in, it's just entirely remote play, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I think more to that to follow. Yes, there's a new Dragon Quest Monsters a game announced for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, just just to mention that it's uh, it's in development. They haven't really mentioned much else about it. But of course, we still don't know when we're getting the... Dragon Quest 3 2D HD remake please please just make it please but yeah that's the tie in with the 25th anniversary of Dragon Monsters that's about all we know at this time Tri-Ace have been using the same game engine since the Xbox 360 which I respect them for you know they they, you know they made the, the latest one the Divine Force on it and it's just like they are they've learned that way of making games and they are perfecting it and that's why you get some really cool games at the end of it you know we've seen this with so many things like a lot of the coolest games come out at the end of a of a uh, of a console's lifespan because that's once developers have got used to using it and like the engines and everything so yeah good on you Triace. 
Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. They were working on nailing down a trailer. I jokingly said it was going to come out in 2029. But um, I think... Did they announce it for earlier? Yeah, there was a, there was an event later on where they said it was going to be out next year. Um, and it's going to be two discs. So that's coming out sooner than we expected. Uh, so maybe I should probably play the first one and <laughs> see, see how I get on with that. Few little rumors here. There's um, there's a question about whether they're going to be nerfing uh, <laughs> the Thunder God Odin or whatever his name was in. Um, what was his name? Orlando. That was it. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> yeah, they're going to nerf Orlando Bloom in the upcoming Final Fantasy Tactics uh, remake remaster. Which again, they haven't really revealed yet, but I know it's coming soon. <laughs> it's coming soon, people. I tell you. God, there's a lot of news here. <laughs> anyway, I hope they don't nerf the Thunder God, because that's awesome. Uh, Persona 3 Remake is to be revealed soon. Maybe the next Xbox showcase? Question mark, question mark, question mark. A uh, few FF16 things here, but let's face it, the demo's out and the game comes out next week, so I'm going to skip over all that stuff. Uh, also, there's a fan project uh, Memoria for FF9, which is gorgeously remastered all of the background sprites and everything else for the game but they've also released a gameplay trailer and it looks absolutely awesome so you should check that out that's Project Memoria which is an FF9 fan based game there's also a rumour going around that FF10 remake is in the works and yeah uh, that's ne- let's face it that's never going to happen <laughs> uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon has been announced for early 2024 so if you like those games jump in there again I've never played a Yakuza game somebody nominate it for an RPG club and I'll find out what it's all about uh, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty shown for t- September 26th just give up already just start a new IP come on Cyberpunk's dead it's been dead since the day it was born <laughs> it's just stop flogging the dead horse will you And then the biggest news is that uh, you can actually earn Diablo 4 rewards with KFC. So there you go. You can eat some delicious chicken dishes if you are so inclined and you're not like vegetarian or vegan or whatever. And you can earn rewards through um, with Diablo Diablo 4, which again, loads of people have been playing and I haven't. (laughs) Anyway, that kind of wraps up the news from where we were and where we are now. So let's get into it, people. Let's talk about RPG Club. It's time to kick off Breath of Fire 3, Segment 1. Welcome to the VIP Lounge. You gotta be level 99 to get in here, baby. No underlines. So why don't you go ahead and order yourself one of our finest elixirs and one of our beautiful bunny girls will show you to your table. Kick back, relax. It's time for the RPG Club. Oh yes, my lovelies. It feels like it's been ages since I've done one of these because it flipping well has. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Shouldn't have left, left, left you or something like that. Anyway, but yes, um, Breath of Fire, free. Okay, um, it's uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a lot happened so far, <laughs> and it's it's a bit breakneck speed but i'm enjoying it so far so let's let's start at the very beginning okay i've gone with the default names you know i want right ryu to be ryu and a lot of people i saw a lot of people's reactions to the very first segment of this game where they were like they thought they were going to be controlling the two guys who walk up to the big crystal thing that has something inside it 
Now, I've played Breath of Fire 4. I'm very much aware of the Breath of Fire series in general. So I kind of already knew the whole thing about Ryu and his history and who he is and what he does, you know? Can't really say much more than that because I think the main spoiler thing for it comes out in the next segment? Anyway, I'll, I'll think about it as I go along. But yeah, I, I don't think so. Anyway, Ryu's a fucking dragon. Let's just say it, people. Okay, Ryu is a dragon. Um, he can transform between human form and dragon form. Very, you know, that's, that's why the, these, this, what these Breath of Fire games are all about. You know, Breath of Fire. Dragons breathe fire. Breath of Fire. Yeah, get it? Done. Right, let's move on with our lives. Still, I was pleased that there were people in our community who didn't know that. And so they were pleasantly surprised as they jumped into it. Okay. So, yes, these two guys, they blow up this big crystal and this dragon pops out of it. And that's you. And you set these people on fire. <laughs> and yet I <laughs> the only bit that annoyed me here, right, was the fact that the first. The, so you, you have this little battle. <clears throat> it almost auto battles it for you. If they hit you, you respond with this melting breath move or something, and you burn these two people to a crisp. And then every other person you fight on your way out gets burnt to a crisp. Now, of course, this is an RPG. The first thing I did was I walked up to the people and I started tapping X. <laughs> just like, have these people got anything on them? You know, it was just a classic RPG fair. And one of them had a melted sword, which then buffed my attack. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And so I thought, oh, great, there's going to be other stuff here. I searched the entirety of the cave. Every time I had a battle with someone, I searched the corpses afterwards. I found nothing. And then when I got to the end of this section, I had a quick look in the guide. And yes, there is nothing else in this area. It's like, damn you game. You made me explore every inch of this cave. Whereas I could have actually just run straight out of it. There was nothing here. You know, I've gained no levels. Nothing is... Anyway, really, really cool moment. Playing, you suddenly play as an animal, not as a character. You're a big drag. You're a big. Sorry, you're a little dragon, and you're burning people to a crisp who are just working in a mine. Generally, you know, they just turned up for their day's work. The canaries passed out. They got oh shit, the mine, and they turn around. There's a big dragon there, and it sets them a little dragon there, and it sets them on fire. <sighs> Those poor workers. But yeah, as you escape and you get outside, this big crane comes around and knocks you on the head, and then they put you in a cage, and then they put you on a train. And then this bit was kind of cool because I was sitting on the train for a bit. I was like, nothing's really happening. I was just like, so I started tapping the buttons. Nothing was really happening. I started moving, moving the controller keys, and the dragon starts moving around in a circle, and the cage begins to shake. Really, really nice touch. You know, these are the things you kind of normally expect from Square Enix games, but this is Capcom, and that is a really nice touch. You have to basically shake Ryu around in circles to make the cage fall off of the train. <laughs> just like yeah and then there's big cat man <laughs> ray uh ray r-e-i yeah ray uh he jumps across he comes out of uh, nowhere kills two monsters to save you and you're a naked little child sitting on the floor <laughs> your, your blue hair and your little bottom sticking up and he's like oh what are you gonna do here he's like well i can't really feed another mouth and then he goes to walk off and then he comes back and he's like oh, uh, he you know he struggles with his with with his inner self, he's obviously a nice guy. He doesn't want to leave some child on the floor like to be eaten by monsters, especially after he's just saved us from monsters. So he takes us home. And that's where we meet Tipo. Tipo? Is it Tipo? Yeah. And Tipo's another little orphan child that Ray has taken in. And Ray and Tipo are absolutely awesome. They are thieves of the highest order. <laughs> nah, they're thugs. They're little thug bastards. First thing they do is they go to town. Leaving you behind, by the way. You wake up and you're wearing this gigantic oversized t-shirt. Um, and you have to 
sort of come out of the house, you get to do a little bit of exploring. Uh, everything's in 3D isometric world as well, very much like the Final Fantasy Tactics levels were laid out. But you can control your character and walk around. And I kind of like this. Uh, there's an interesting mechanic where you have to hold R1 and you can sort of change the camera angle. So they've hidden things behind trees and other things. So you have to use that mechanic to sort of kind of get a better view of what you're doing. It is a little bit frustrating. I'll, I will say that. But again, uh, like PS1 game, fairly middle-ish early on. Really nice little touch just to add that in there. Bit of extra, bit of extra thing for the game to give you a bit more playability trying to find these things out, you know? But yeah, you get to town. And then uh, Ray decides that he should probably clove you, you know, rather than having a naked little boy running around. People might ask questions. So he he goes into a shop and steals you some armor and a sword. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, man. And then the next thing they do is like, well, we haven't got any money for food, so let's go down to the highway and we'll rob someone. And, yeah, again, it doesn't go to plan because they throw Ryu at the guy walking past, who's like the biggest guy you've ever seen, who's a guy called Bungian, who uh, is obviously, you know, Ted Bungian, the famous... Uh, cabin man from America. <laughs> is it Ted Bunyan? I can't remember. Yeah, 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 you know, famous, famous guy lived out in the woods. You know, big beard. <laughs> but yeah, chopped a lot of wood. And then yeah, then uh, you he's like, oh, you know, oh, you shouldn't be hanging around with Ray and Tipo if they're if they're around. You know, he says it loudly because they're hiding behind a bush. And he said they're up to no good. And then Bunyan walks off to wherever he's going. And then we're like, ah, oh, Bunyan's not in his house. Let's go back to his house and um, find him. So I went searching around the little farm area that I'd walked past before. Couldn't find his house. I went to the town. I couldn't found, find his house. Apparently, most people... Uh, I'd been very lucky coming out of Ray and Tipo's house in the Cedar Woods and just walked straight to the town. But if I'd gone any other direction, I would have walked through the Cedar Woods and found a cabin in the woods that belonged to Bungan. So I spent a good 20 minutes walking around the town, walking around the farm area, trying to find this guy's house without being able to find it. Now, I had to look up a guide and then eventually realised my mistake. And then I went into the Cedar Woods and finally found it, found some beef jerky, and then he captured us all <laughs> and told us all off for being little little wankers, basically, which, fair enough, we were being complete wankers. We were trying to rob people on a highway. Like, we are pretty low-class criminals in this game, okay? Fucking Zach Cloud's going to walk past in a minute and absolutely tank us. <laughs> He's going to one-slap us with his broadsword. Um, anyway, <laughs> and yeah, so Bunyan sends Ray off on a mission to go up some mountain somewhere for reasons he won't explain. And he wants Ray to do it on his own for reasons he won't explain. And then we have to chop wood. And this was quite a fun little minigame. Um, I, I found the first one completely and then I absolutely nailed the second go of it. And it was really good fun. Be, be prepared, people. I believe Breath of Fire 3 may be minigames galore. But yeah, this is the kind of the first one I can think of in the game. I don't know if there's any others in this segment. I'll think of it as I go along. But yeah, we have to do this little chopping wood game to get out. And then we can go. We basically run off to go and try and find Ray up in the mountains. Now, let's have a little talk about the world map, shall we? <laughs> so the world map isn't a world map, per se. You've kind of just got linear little paths that you can walk along. And then occasionally a little exclamation mark will appear over your head. And you can go into that environment where you can get into fights. And there's normally one item somewhere around on the on the map to find. Not normally anything decent, like an antidote or something shit like that. But, you know, it's a way to sort of get into a few battles and level yourself up. There are also areas where you can see fish jumping out of water and you can go there and fish. 
Now, people on the Discord have said many times it's a good idea to fish because you can sell the fish to make money and it's way easier than grinding for money. So note, note that down, people. Do lots of fishing in the game, okay? I've done a little bit of fishing. I've caught a couple of fish. And also the fish are good healing items as well, if you haven't got any money. <laughs> Just be careful. I, I lost I lost two of my floats and I was not happy about it. But yeah. Yeah, so the world map's kind of interesting. So when you get to a new area, a little question mark appears above your head and you have to go into it, clear out the area. Once you've cleared out an area, it kind of just lets you walk through it. So like there was like a little wooded area with a river going through it. I'd go through first to get into the mountains. Then once I was up into the mountains, I find Ray in a cabin at the top. And yet he thinks that Bunyan sent him to kill something called a new, which has been terrorising the people of the town, making them miserable and eating all their crops or killing their sheep or something. Oh no, they keep they keep lots of cows, don't they? So yeah, so we basically have to find and hunt down this new. And Ray's rather mysterious about this. He seem he seems to indicate that he has some sort of special ability that he could use to easily kill the Nu, but he won't use it while Ray and Tipo are around because he's worried that it might hurt them. That was kind of the impression I got. So I don't remember much about Ray's race of people from when I played um, Breath of Fire Four. I don't. Re- I remember them always being called like they were always supposed to be some a really strong tribal race, like strength, strength. But yeah, I just um, yeah, I don't remember much about it. So I feel like Ray's got you know some sort of secret inside him that we're going to find out later on. But yeah, we kill the new. We find out all of its children were dead. <laughs> it was just like, man, this this is a bit messed up. I feel like the translation here hasn't quite nailed the feeling of what they were trying to portray. <laughs> but, you know, it's supposed to be like a really sad, somber moment, but the game, I don't know, maybe it's the chibi style of the game. I wasn't 100% feeling it. But even still, even still, good moment. We get to kill this this new, which is this big sort of, oh, how do you describe it? It's almost like a big sort of orange orangutan where its face is bigger than its body type thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we find all its dead new children. We dive into the river. And that's kind of cool, actually, having to dive into the river to get into its cave. And then we come out, Bungian says, well done, lads, <laughs> then fucks off. <laughs> and then we sort of wake up the next day and we're heroes. The whole town loves us. And it's completely changed the perception of the game. And we're like, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. And then we see this guy wearing a hood looking really shifty. He's just like, oh, come come meet me in the cabin, boys. <laughs> come meet me in the cabin, little boys. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, red flags. Red flags are coming up here for fucking Loki. <laughs> anyway, he convinces us the the local mayor, McNeil, is a horrible man. He's taken everybody's money. And so he says we have to go, go like break into his house, steal all of his money, and then give it back to everyone. Obviously, this is all going to backfire and not go very well. Loki runs off as well because he gets into trouble with gangsters. And Bunyan's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) That's after the long sneaking missions. Now, genuinely, uh, sneaking games didn't really get very good until sort of PS2 onwards, like when you look at Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 1 did an amazing job of making a decent sneaking game. Okay, it's one of the best games ever made, but let's face it, the whole sneaking mechanic is much better once you get to Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 1 would be like, you half sneak about, you get caught, you kill everything in the area, you move on. <laughs> but <coughs> Metal Gear Solid 2, you know, you could do a whole stealth run, it's great stuff. But um, yeah, stealth, ga- stealth missions, 
and escort missions in JRPGs, RPGs are just generally shit. And this isn't much different. So basically, there's a bunch of lazy guards. Because McNeil's so tight, they don't pay him enough and they don't care enough about guarding his manor. We basically knock over a wall to get into the manor. And then there's a guy who take a 50 quid bribe to let us in. And if you get caught in the manor and get sent back outside then you have to give him 50 quid again. Now, there's a guy around the corner. Again, use the R1 button, have a look around. And he'll give you 50 zenny to not dob him in. And then you can give it to the guard to let you in. But then, obviously, every 50 zenny after that is coming out of your own pocket. <laughs> so be careful. Don't get caught. So all the guys with lanterns are the ones who will catch you. And so you've kind of got to make your way around all these guys with lanterns using the guys without lanterns who sort of help you out and get in. There was a whole thing with finding a guy's wallet on the floor because he dropped it. Again, R1 button, have a look around. And then there was a whole thing uh, where there was some girl being chatted up by multiple men. It was really weird and creepy. And while that happened, we then went inside. We killed a giant cockerel and then released all the chickens so all the guards run off from trying to catch the chickens. Oh man, this game goes places. And then we have to make our way through this haunted mansion where the part the ghosts of past McNeils are haunting it and we're trying to kill these past ghosts in order to get to the new the current McNeil. And then when we get to the current McNeil, all the old ghosts are like, This guy's a shambles to the McNeil name. He's a complete dickhead and he's chasing this woman around his room. It's like Don Coninio in fucking Final Fantasy Seven, man. <laughs> it's just like Ah. Oh. There's just so much going on in this game. It is from beat, 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 beat. Just constant, man. I'm just... Just from the pacing of FF12. FF12 so paced out with these long areas to walk through. And then this is just like... Shit's happening, man. Shit's happening all the fucking time. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. I feel like these episodes are going to be quite long. But, yeah. Yeah, we finally fight McNeil. And we take him... Down. Well, we have to kill the ghosts first and then take McNeil. Then we take his money. We leave it on everyone's doorsteps. And then we find out the next money, morning that everyone's really pissed off about it. Because McNeil's pissed off about it. McNeil's men turned up in the morning before most people had a chance to get the money. And if they did get the money, they went inside and took it back anyway. And then apparently we pissed off a bunch of gangsters that McNeil works for. So everyone hates us. And Loki's gone into hiding. And Bunyan brings in a cow for some reason. <laughs> this is like... Uh, starts talking to, to tell us about it. And this is basically like... You guys all better scarper. And so we, 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 we do. We try and scarper out. We head to... We start heading out towards... Windia. And then these two... Unicorn horses turn up. <laughs> oh no, no. We don't head towards Windia, sorry. We go back to our home. And it's been set... On fire by these two bipedal unicorn men. <laughs> Bayo and Heyo or whatever their fucking names are. They're really annoying and they keep coming back. Um, and yeah, they basically have a fight with us after burning our house down. And they, what looks like, kills Ray and Tipo. Okay? I say looks like. I don't know if Ray and Tipo come back later on in the game. I honestly don't. I feel like, given we haven't had the big mystery... Or I say, what I've invented in my head is a bit of a mystery around... Ray <laughs> resolved yet that maybe they're still alive. Also, kind of in segment two, we're still trying to look for them apparently. But yeah, they're gone, and then you wake up by yourself, and Bunyan basically brings you back to health and then tells you to go uh, head towards Windia to some vague reason. And I think this is the point where I should have gone back and spoken to Bunyan and be apprenticed him as a master. I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, you go off into the mountain range and then these two unicorn guys are there again. One of them's taking a piss. 
he sees you walking past and, like, and stabs you and you turn into a dragon. And they're like, oh, a real life dragon. We can make money off this. So they put you in a cage and then they take you to Castle Windia and try and sell you to the king of Windia. But when they take the like the cover off the cage, you're just a little naked boy in the cage. And they start kicking the cage trying to make you turn into a dragon. Doesn't go very well. And then we all get thrown in prison. And that is the end of the segment-ish. You know, technically Nina, who's the princess of Windia, she comes down to try and rescue you. And the two unicorn guys trick her and then kidnap her so that they can ransom her. And that's it. That's the end of segment one for the RPG Club. And yet, like I said, there's a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of story beats happening. Constant, 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 constant. And I'm enjoying it so far. The game is fun. It's very cute. I love the art style. Uh, the world map, despite... I had reservations about the world map going into this game because I knew it wasn't your classical world map. Been really good so far. Really, really enjoyed it. So, yep, no no qualms there, my friends. Absolutely. I'm, I am enjoying it. Even enjoying the fishing game, I'll be honest with you. Uh, not particularly complicated. <laughs> you know, you throw your rod in, you move it about, a fish comes on, then you have to kind of keep it in the green area and then reel it in the whole time. And, yeah... Good, good fun. Really enjoying this game. So I'm looking forward to playing the next stuff. Right, let's get into our feedback for the RPG Club first segment. Oh yeah. You know what time it is. Aren't you? Grab yourself a glass and pour yourself something lovely. It's time for Shots with Scott. Why don't you just sit right down next to me? Thank you guys for joining me once again for Shots with Scott. This is your old co-host, Scott. I'm still kicking. I'm still around. And I'm participating in the RPG Club still. And we're playing Breath of Fire 3, as you've no doubt heard 40 million times this episode. Um, So far, Breath of Fire 3 kind of tickles my fancy. Um, I kind of like it quite a bit. Like, it's better than I expected. There are a lot of things to complain about, but... um, Overall, this is one of the better games. Like, It's better than I expected is what I'm saying. Uh, so I guess we'll start out talking about the gameplay. First off, I love the asymmetric viewpoint. I love all asymmetric games, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics, Super Mario RPG. I don't know why, but that style just really appeals to me. I think the sprite work is beautiful. The music is not uh, fantastic, but a lot of it is very good. Like the boss themes, I've caught myself like bopping. Um I love the camping aspect where anytime you're on the map, you can just heal because to this point, healing has been very hard. Although I understand the newest character we're about to get has a lot of healing abilities. Um, There's like an apprentice system. I think I apprenticed the main character Ryu under Bunyan because I was wanting him to be more of an attacker, but I'm not sure I actually did that or if I understood what I was doing. There's several subsystems subsystems in this game that I'm not sure about yet. Um, I will say Tipo is the goat. His magic is the only reason I've been able to beat the bosses, uh, expo- uh, you know, exposing the elemental weaknesses and all that. I know that there's also a formation system where you can control like how your characters behave, I guess, but I haven't really figured that one out yet either. And like I said, to this point, healing has been very difficult. Um, just staying alive basically. And it feels like the game is constantly plot wise, like separating your main party. So you might have like just Ryu and Tipo or just, Ryu, which was very difficult that second uh, that sequence. Going on to the story, you know, we open up in the mines and the some miners free a dragon, 
And during this first battle, when they freed the dragon, I thought I was playing as the miners. I didn't know what I was doing. So, <laughs> um, but it turns out you're playing as the dragon and you burn them to a crisp. And I thought it was kind of morbid because their corpses really do look like charred, burned red corpses. It reminded me of the uh, very macabre corpses in Parasite Eve 1 in the Opera House and elsewhere. I'll never miss a chance to bring up Parasite Eve. Um, but then, you know, eventually they managed to knock him out with a crane, of all things. <laughs> and they try to take him off in a train, but he escapes into the cedar woods. And uh, now you're a blue-haired boy. Uh, turns out the dragon was a blue-haired boy. Of course, classic JRPG protagonist. You know, I used to have blue hair not that, t- not, not that long ago. I'm also a JRPG protagonist at one point in my life. Um, he's discovered by this tiger man named Ray, who is very sexy. And somebody in my uh, Twitch chat told me that Ray was their sexual awakening. So that's interesting. Um, but he ta- basically takes Ryu in. He also has this purple haired boy that he also took in named Tipo, who has a mouth on him. Um, I will say these three characters so far, I'm actually quite enjoying. I like their attitudes. Well, not Ryu because he's a silent protagonist, but his little animations in battle where he's just like, Thumbles to get his sword out and then kind of waves it blindly trying to attack. It's cute and endearing. The animations in this game in general are just good. Um, so they br- so Ray and Tipo are actually like a, a thief duo. And they bring Ryu in to teach him how to be a thief. But after you like kind of do a couple of other weird things, they cross paths with uh, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> his name is really just Bunyan. who's like this big uh, Hagrid looking dude. Uh, you know, quicker picker, bounty upper looking, and they try to loot his cabin when they learn he's away, but they get caught. So Bunyan like captures them and then forces them to go on a quest to slay this creature called a new, which is basically like this big cow beast. So you go up this mountain, you go through a dungeon, and you kill the new, and then you find that the new was just gathering food for her dead kids. Not another moral dilemma. Bunyan said that the new would eventually attack the town when you go back and there's like this uh, sad scene. Uh, but then after that, a hood figure named Loki hires him to steal all the money uh, heavily taxed from the town because the town's mayor, McNeil, apparently takes all their money in taxes. So it's time to be uh, we're going to go full Robin Hood on this. Uh, so you break into the manor. This manor dungeon was kind of confusing, but also kind of fun. As you, It's also haunted for some reason. As you go through, you have to defeat the ghosts of all of McNeil's ancestors. When you get to the top, you finally defeat them all combined. And McNeil turns out to be kind of like a, a bitch. And you take the money and you give it back to the village and then everybody loves you again. So, but after that, McNeil is pissed, of course. And he hires these two obnoxious horse brothers. <laughs> uh, Balio and Sunder, I believe their names are. And so Balio and Sunder burn, raise, and the rest's house down, which is unfortunate. And then you get in a battle with them and they just totally annihilate you. So you wake up in Bunyan's house and Ryu is just like, well, Ryu does, isn't just like anything because he's a silent protagonist, but they decide to go, he decides to go to Windia to try to find them. I can't remember why, but then he runs into Balio and Sunder again, uh, who stab him, which turns him into a dragon and like, holy shit, dragons are worth a lot. So they take him to the king of Windia, but when, unfortunately, Ryu is already a human by that point. So they're in prison. He imprisons them all. But then the princess Nina, and I know that there's always a Ryu and a Nina in these games freeze them. Uh, but she also frees the horses. So the horses kidnap Nina saying the princess is worth more than a dragon and Ryu breaks out. And that is the checkpoint for this segment. Overall, I would say 
I definitely have my gripes. The random encounter rate is definitely way too high, way too damn high. And the, what else? The, um, the healing is a big problem. I don't, I don't know if I don't have enough money or I'm not buying enough healing items or I'm just bad at the game or what, but overall I'm having fun with it. going to play it again today, get started on the next segment. And I hope everybody is enjoying the RPG club for breath of fire three. Okay. Back to bill. Oh, I hope you're ready, people. There's a lot of this stuff coming soon, okay? Now, I've got some audio stuff coming in, so here is the audio feedback from our good friend, Kazlo. This section was very introductory, and as such, much of the playtime was spent on introducing systems and characters. Character-wise, I forgot how much of a sassy punk Tipo is, and Ree's design is just great. It's interesting how much you actually lose in this first section. From getting knocked out as a dragon, to Ri, Tipo, and Ryu getting mopped up by the Unicorn Bros, and then Ryu taking a sword to the back. It very much plays up how inexperienced you and your team are at this point in the game. Looking to the dungeons, I think McNeil Mansion overstays its welcome. It likely could have been tightened up just a bit and would have felt perfect. This wasn't helped by the fear I would get facing off against a four-roach enemy encounter. Especially when a jump from one of the roaches could almost take out one of my characters at times. I'm excited to see more of this game though, and ready to move on to an adult Ryu. But I fear we have a while until that time skip actually takes place. Yep, Kazlo was first in with our feedback. Second up is Garasaki, who writes to us saying, saying, Dear RPG years, I would like you to know. No, no. So I don't know why I went all like 90s, <laughs> like children's TV writing thing then. Uh, Garasaki says, I'm happy Breath of Fire 3 was picked for the latest RPG Club game. I played it when it came out and never finished it, so it's nice to give it another go. I'm not sure how I feel about the game yet. So far, the star- uh, story seems like it's about to get going, and there have been some interesting spots, like being a dragon and all the ghosts in the manor. But I'm really waiting for something big to happen. I also have enjoyed the combat. Uh, navigating the map is simple and fishing is fun. I look forward to the rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Rock Redford. I recall the story being a slow build, but I can't exactly remember. I enjoy the gameplay, music, and graphical style of the game, so that's typically enough to keep me going. Although the manner was annoying to me, for some reason it felt tedious. Tin Smasher. I'm finding my experience to be tedious at this point. I'm not a fan of the controls and find the camera angle frustrating. And moving the camera even more frustrating. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I'm going to push on hoping the story really takes off. At this point though, I'm not seeing what all the love is about. Or maybe I'm just cranky this morning because I had to work through the weekend. I think you might just be cranky, Tin Smasher. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm... uh, yeah, I I don't want to you know I don't want to encourage people to play a game they're not enjoying. But from my understanding of when people helped me put these segments together for the game, the story really gets going at the end of segment two. Okay, segment two is supposed to be a bit of a slog through a tower, I think. But the rest of it is supposed to be once you get to the end of it, that's when the story starts kicking off. Uh, Skelly of Skeleton Hylix, my balls. I'm really enjoying this game. It's pretty slow and I feel like the maps are a bit too spread out. Or maybe the camera is too close. But everything else is hitting me right. I love the graphics, the sprites, the low poly backgrounds with some shitty PS1 textures. There's just something about that, isn't it? Just awesome. The characters are fun too. I really like the dipship duo and Bunyan. <laughs> also, the princess theme is so fucking good. Charming game. <laughs> and now here's some audio feedback from JS of Fire Free. 
JS here with my thoughts on the first RPG Club segment for Breath of Fire 3. First off, in hindsight, I'm glad this game won. This is not a game I would have ever prioritized playing on my own, and despite it kind of getting off to a slow start, I can see where there's some good elements to this. The intro to the game definitely planted the seeds for some intriguing stuff to come later. I was caught off guard, and I think most of the folks in Discord were as well, when I realized that I was controlling the dragon in that first battle. Hopefully we eventually get to see Ryu being a dragon and use that as an advantage in combat. I also suspect Rei may be a dragon, perhaps with a better control over his powers. There was something he said when Ryu and Tipu caught up with him hunting the new. He suspected Bunyan sent him to the mountain alone because... Dot, dot, dot. I suspect Bunyan knows Rei can turn into a dragon, though for some reason won't do it unless he's alone. As far as gameplay goes, the turn-based combat is pretty standard fare for this era of game. The only frustration I have is how slow the transition is in and out of combat. It feels like they're standing there for about 10 seconds after doing victory celebration before you can regain control. I tried out the fishing minigame when that opened up, and my takeaway on that is I hope it isn't important, because I don't want to do any more of it. That said, McNeil Manor Dungeon was very cool, and I liked the light-hearted comedic style of the ghost mini-bosses throughout it. It had a vibe of fighting Ultros over and over again in a beautiful Chrono Trigger type setting. I hope more of the dungeons keep this classic Golden Age vibe. I've gone from not sure I would stick with this game when it won to pretty excited about starting the next segment. Looking forward to Sunday. Mon comes in now and writes, I really like the limited uh, Omni... Omniscre- omniscient narrator experience we get. Characters will get emojis over their heads giving you an insight into their thoughts. The campfire dialogues are awesome, and it's a game where it's really worth talking to everyone. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So on the world map, you can just push, I think it's triangle at any point. Uh, Well, actually, you have to walk around until it shows up as an option, but you can camp. And then when you're camping, you can talk to your campmates, and you get some really interesting dialogues, depending on what part of the game you're in. So, yeah, check that out, people. Light Dragon Aerobie. Uh, I'm loving this game from the moment you incinerate the enemies from the first battle. The graphics are some of the best I've seen on the PS1 in a while. Oh, no, no, yeah, no comment. Uh, the story so far is a little slow, but it's only the first segment, so I wasn't expecting to kill God just yet. The battle system is fun, and I'm getting the hang of the game's enemy skills. Oh, I haven't dived into that at all. I really need to. Uh, Colin, our, our saga genius, uh, He's been talking about that, and yeah, something I probably need to look at, really. <laughs> the music is standard RPG music. I'm not a fan of it so far, to be honest. So nothing memorable yet, and the world map is pretty interesting. I can't wait to continue this game, except for the fishing. I'm done with that nonsense. Ah, oh, come on, man. Frost, with his most detailed feedback ever. I hope you're ready for this. Not much to say other than his protagonists are some lovable idiots. <laughs> I agree. Uh, oh, Rock Redford. Oh, sorry. Rock Redford came back with a, with a more more in-depth review this time. I've started this game a few times since childhood and never finished it. Stupid game ADHD. Uh, I almost always enjoyed the beginning stages of a JRPG, and the game this game is no exception. There's something charming about the simple early game quests and plot points. It doesn't take long to get past the intro and into the normal gameplay. <clears throat> I love the music 
sound effects and the graphics. That late 90s anime style just feels so right. And in a time when developers were trying to find their way into a new world of 3D graphics, they stuck with the old classic formula and nailed it. Need to be more specific about the first segment. I found I had to do little grinding at first, but was able to easily traverse the first mountain. I don't mind that early game since I haven't gotten the battle um, random encounter fatigue yet. Oh yeah, by the way, you can do auto battle <laughs> if you push L1 <laughs> and then push X. It auto battles it for you. They just hit things till they die. Classics. Uh, the first couple of quests um, retain the early game simplicity. Once you meet uh, Balio and Sunder, that's it, Balio and Sunder, they're the arseholes who keep kidnapping you and killing you and stabbing you. Two, two bipedal unicorn horsemen. Things start to get a little spicy. So one spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, there's a hint of a higher power, and that adds to some questions about who is on top of said higher power. And at this point, you're reminded of Ryu's mysterious dragon form. It's a good start from me. Uh, Calderanus is coming with some audio feedback, which I think is the first time we've had audio feedback from you. So let's let's hear your voice, my man. This is Calderanus with my thoughts on the first segment of Breath of Fire 3. First off, the gameplay feels pretty standard. The skill learning system makes things interesting, though the game doesn't really teach you how to use it properly. Being able to shift skills around should add some strategy to the game later on, so that should be fun. Story-wise, I'm enjoying it so far, though poor Rayo can't seem to catch a break. He gets dragged around by other people through most of the segment, and when he finally starts making his own decisions, he just gets captured and locked up again. I am enjoying the game so far, and I'm looking forward to what happens next. But yeah, so far it seems pretty standard for an RPG. Rob K comes in. I, I don't know if you guys realise, a lot of people left feedback. <laughs> this is the most feedback we've ever had for any RPG Club segment. So just from me to you, thank you all for joining in. And again, apologies for being a terrible RPG host and delaying everything terribly. <laughs> Uh, Rob K comes in with just hit the checkpoint and loving this game gameplay is great I enjoyed the battle system and it's nice and easy to learn and really like uh, the out of battle mechanics any game that lets me raid people's drawers cupboards <laughs> people's drawers and cupboards is a winner for me uh, although sadly as Scott does point out all the time you can't rate the cleanliness of other people's kitchens like you can in Fantasy Star 4 his favourite ever game uh, Rob K continues with I like just being able to walk through areas on the overworld map like they're already cleared out as well uh, it makes backtracking and moving around a lot easier music ex is good especially the battle theme story wise the seeds of a good story are there so I'm looking forward to see where it's going uh, I didn't vote for Breath of Fire 3 but I'm glad we're playing it and I wish I had voted before and then LZ comes in with some audio feedback as well yes let's listen for LZ Hey everybody, this is Jesus. You may know me as LZ on the Discord. Uh, and I just wanted to share some quick thoughts on Breath of Fire. I never actually played the series growing up. Uh, not too long ago, it was released on the Switch, Breath of Fire 1 and 2, on like, you know, the, the special Super Nintendo program. And I did try to play 1, and I kind of liked it, but I got distracted and just never got back to it. Uh, I remember when Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter came out and the way it was described as this really weird roguelike game where you had to repeat certain levels and there was like a time limit sounded amazing. It sounded really intriguing and interesting, but I never really got around to playing that one either. Uh, so actually, Breath of Fire 3 is going to be like my first real attempt at getting into the game. 
and so far i really liked it i liked the opening i liked the story uh it was really cool like you know you're a dragon you're burning people up and and uh and then you get you you uh hook up with like these dudes that are just rogues uh just young guys that are kind of confused they're pretty good at heart they're decent guys but they go and they rob and they try to mug people at one point um and then something happens they go and they kill a monster and they're considered heroes by the town but they're just they're fuck-ups they can't help it so then they decide to to steal from the rich mayor of the town and give it to the denizens i don't know if if you follow the things i say on the discord you know that i really like small scale stories stories about just people hanging around and more about the characters and so far this is it it's not like a, a battle against some crazy dark god it's just like cool small time stuff and i live for that <laughs> i know not everybody feels the same but i'm digging it now unfortunately there's a lot of things i don't like about this game and uh i'll get into that real quick uh the menu system i just can't i can't mess with it <laughs> i just don't like it it's very clunky it's hard to get around it's hard to choose things uh, the interface could be you know it could be a lot better uh, I'm not really too crazy about the battle system, though it is still early in the game and that might change. But so far, I, I kind of just find it very basic. And uh, and there's like this weird camera system, like where, when you want to find secrets, you kind of have to tilt the camera around. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really feeling that. I don't feel like walking around tilting the camera everywhere. Uh, so th those are a couple of things I'm not too crazy about. Yes, yeah, so far the gameplay itself is not really grabbing me as much as the story. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm going to continue to check in with the club and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Right. Thank you very much, LZ. Uh, he apologizes for the uh, quality of that. He says next time he releases a audio, he will be doing it like a, it will sound like a radio DJ. So look forward to that. Uh, and then finally, we've got feedback from Winter Disa, my mapping queen in the darkness. So far, I'm enjoying this game. Didn't have much issues with the first segment. The story is maybe a tad sillier than I prefer, but the gameplay is fine and enjoyable. So far, I guess that's my thoughts. A good old school RPG. And that brings an end to all of our segment feedback. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff in there to digest, people. <laughs> and yep, then we're going to get into segment two. So let's go Let's go into the outro and I'll, I'll review the segments of the RPG Club fully. Golden brown. Oh, anyway, so yes, 
segment two is to is straight after the bank quit in Castle Windia, which was due Sunday just gone on June the 11th. So we are currently going up to Finnish Angel Tower, which is going to be June. Uh, June, June, June 25th, and that will once you've done that, that will be our halfway point for the RPG club. Like I said, apologies for being behind on the club at the moment. <laughs> I will catch up. Like I said, next week's going to be the Shining in the Darkness review with our good friend Skelly from Skeleton Pod. Uh, skeleton house podcast get my words right bill get my words right i've been been talking for over an hour now so you know, I'm, I'm stumbling over myself but yes really looking forward to that and then we'll have segment two and then segment three plus uh, also i've got a chrono cross review lined up with scott fun fun things all coming down the line people so yes, if you want to, people, come join the Discord. It's the best place to join our community and chat to all of the people who I regularly talk about and all the people who I read out feedback from. They're all leaving it for me in the Discord. So come join us there. Join the fun if you want to get involved. Also, if you want to join in with the 7th Saga fun, come and join the Discord as well or tweet us on Twitter at RPG Years or you can contact me directly at Metunica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A. And of course, there's a link in the show notes if you do want to uh, donate any money for our 7th Saga run for the $700 Saga. So again, the $700 bit is just me and Frost. We are going to donate that $700 depending on how many people beat the 7th Saga by the end of the year. Now, if you wanted to donate on top of that, that's what that's for. So, you know, I'll leave that up to your discretion, my lovelies. But so far, Seventh Saga, great, great game. And again, if you want to get involved and help sponsor the show in the way that you do, and I love you all for it, is the patron. You can go to patreon.com forward slash RPG years, and that's where you can get involved with voting for the RPG Club games, nominating RPG Club's games, and as well as the soon-to-be exclusive VIP Club game content as well coming up so lots and lots of stuff there anyway like i said i've been talking for a long time it's bloody hot in here and i need to open a window but it's the you know the air coming in now interferes with my podcasting setup no end but i have been bill this has been the rpg years and this has been the first segment for breath of fire 3 so i love you all and i'll see you all next week with me and skelly love you all has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.